This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. I was led to rereading Jeremiah and Isaiah. During this journey of rediscovery of God's Word through these two men, I came to understanding something that has been thrown out there by those that work out of the buildings called quote-unquote churches. These religious leaders, time and again, say things about a great revival. But how does this quote great revival unquote appear to them and the public at large? A large mass of people turning to follow whom they call quote Jesus Christ unquote. I'll explain later why I place quotes about the name of humanity's only hope of true eternal life. However, now I will continue on the public image of the revival. In the revival, many will accept what is called salvation. Now here's the kicker. The Bible says this. Romans chapter 10 verses 8 through 13. But what does the Bible say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Spirit says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, any who call upon the name of Jesus Christ and truly believe that is who he is are saved. I will never argue this point. This is the core of God's grace. But this does not address why I used our Savior's name in quotation marks earlier. We still aren't at this point. Plus, we are getting a bit off track from the purpose of today's podcast. The view that is given of the, quote, great revival, unquote, is that thousands, if not millions, would become Christian. Having been involved in revivals and having been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit during a revival in June of 1984, I know what occurs and how things go within the religious system that dominates the Christian community. They get you hooked on God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and making you a child of God. Then they abandon each and every single person to discover on their own what is required to be a disciple of Christ. This opens a door 
that in most cases does not lead to true discipleship, but to damnation. Now, why do I make such a statement? It can be found within the Bible itself. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20-22 For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For would it have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true Proverbs. A dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Allow me to point out the key elements of these three verses. 1. When they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, they, quote, escaped the pollutions of the world, unquote. What are the, quote, pollutions of the world, unquote? The answer is found here. 1 John 2, 15-16 Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. A. A craving for physical pleasure. B. A craving for everything we see. C. Pride in our personal achievements. D. Pride in gathering unto oneself as many personal possessions as possible. This is the pollution that corrupts humanity. This is what time and again caused Jewish people to turn their backs upon God. Time and again, God would punish them, and time and again they would repent, or should I say, have a revival. But then, once again, they would return to those things of the world. What does the Bible call Christians that do this? James 4, 1-4 Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasures that war in your members. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. That you may spend it on your pleasures, adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. They are adulterers. This is what those that form the leadership of the religions that build the buildings called quote-unquote churches turn most that have accepted Jesus Christ and their Savior into. Since they are now adulterers, what else are they identified as? James 4.4 4. 
adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. They are now enemies of God. But most will never see this or accept this, even as they live in their huge houses, even as they drive about in their expensive vehicles, even as they dress up in their expensive clothes and fill their houses with possessions that do nothing by gathering dust in empty, unused rooms. Why won't they see this? Hebrews 6, 4-6 For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the power of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God, and put him to an open shame. Because they have tasted salvation, they have been filled with the Holy Spirit, they have felt the presence of God at the core of their very souls, so they are saved. They can't lose their salvation. They are chosen. They are select. They are the elect. They have swallowed lies. Why? 2. They are again entangled in them and overcome. What is it they are entangled in? That which is of the world. That which Christ says we are not to seek after. Matthew six nineteen through 21 Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. This is why Christ says that following him we must leave the world behind. Luke fourteen twenty-five through 27 Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and child, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke 14.33 So likewise, whosoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Mark 10.21 Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. Why does Jesus Christ insist upon this? Because time and again, this is what caused the Jewish people to turn their backs upon God time and again. It is what causes millions right now to living in spiritual adultery and are not seen as children of God, but enemies of God. So true revival would cause those that have learned the truth to do what? The one thing that those that run religions don't want to occur. 
the selling off of their earthly possessions, living off the least, and keeping most of their earthly wealth ready to help those in need of help. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 6-8 through Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can take nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. 1 Timothy 6, 17-19 Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. For any earthly wealth that a person has that goes beyond our needs is not ours, but God's and for his use. The total opposite those that head religions have taught. They say, give 10% of your income to them and you can do with the rest as you please. The total opposite of what the Bible teaches, which is live off the least of your income and keep the most of your income ready for God's use. Yes, I know I'm repeating myself, but it is that important to get this into people's heads. If they truly seek to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, they must do as the Bible commands. Otherwise, they do not serve God through His Son. They serve the world and He who is in control of the world. Who is that? 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And how does he show his rewards to those that follow him? Luke 4, 5-6 Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. He gives them a huge house where they can fill it with useless possessions. They get fancy expensive vehicles, as well as fancy clothes. They hoard most of their wealth for themselves and look down upon those in dire straits. For who they worship is the father of all lies, and he uses the name, quote, Jesus Christ, unquote. Do you truly desire to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and wish to stand before the throne in robes of white? Then repent. Sell off what is not needed. Live off the least and keep the most ready to help those that are widows, orphans, and have suffered from a natural disaster. Time is running out. Christ will soon return in the sky above, and trumpets will blow two times. On the second blast of the trumpet, millions across the globe will disappear. Not billions, millions. That will be all for only a few already, 
only a few are preaching and teaching the real truth and seek to make a real revival. A revival that will not occur until after these few million disappear. A revival that will result in millions if not billions to be living off of needs alone, if at all. For they will be given a choice. Take the mark of the beast or you cannot buy or sell. The other choice is to be beheaded. Repent now. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I